Ayo, we make this. Ammo 7 did it again. Welcome to another episode of Big Ego Media. We've got a special guest today, goes by the name of Range Rover Mom, <laughs> aka Sherilyn. Or should we say Sherilyn, aka Range, Range Rover Mom? Yeah. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Are you Range Rover today? No, because I'm on a 12 month bound. <laughs> it's actually 12 months. Yeah, 12 months, wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel tempted, like, you know what, I can just drive? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to end up in prison over this as well. Nice. I mean, before, yeah. um, I guess, we get to that moment, yeah. as we always do, we like to get to know the person, who mm -hmm. they are, and their story. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, most, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I'm from Peckham. Kind of explains a lot. Peckham? <laughs> yeah, I was born in, King, born in King's College um, Hospital. Yeah, yeah. come on. Come on. So, um, yeah, so I was born there. Was I lived in Peckham for um, till I was about five, six. Oh. And then, <laughs> yes, I, I didn't really Peckham? grow up, grow up. Yeah, yeah, but then moved to Essex, moved to Dagenham. Okay, from okay. there to Dagenham, so yeah. I'll, yeah. Give, I'll give you I'll give you Peckham. I'll give you Peckham. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. how was your childhood? Um... Uh, it wasn't good, mm. to be honest. I come from a really poor background, uh, from a single parent family. Um, there was a lot of domestic abuse from my dad to my mum. So growing up, I had to move around a lot. So hence why we went from Peckham down to Dagenham. Yeah. Um, we moved around a lot to different women's refuges. So um, I haven't seen my dad since I was around five. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good, it wasn't good. I mean, how has it impacted you um, not having that father figure around? Because mm -hmm. you know, people always say that women have daddy issues and stuff like that. Yeah. How do you think it's impacted your life? I think for me it's had its pros and cons. I think the pros are it's made me resilient, it's made me strong, it's made me ambitious, it's made me driven. I know that you've got to go out there and make it yourself. There's no one's going to save you in this world. Um, and I think that's why my businesses have been so successful because I've had that drive to really, I've seen my mum poor, I don't want to be poor. Mm. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. And I want to be able to buy houses and leave stuff on my children and, and so on. My mum was never able to do that. Yeah. I didn't go on my um, first holiday until I was 22. Yeah. I've never been on an aeroplane to, you know, like just things like that. Yeah. I never really got to uh, see much in the world. Um, so it, I suppose, you know, that's kind of given me my drive. Obviously, um, not having my dad made me, I feel like it's kind of made me few men differently. Yeah. Um, obviously, I grew up around a really violent man. And then I think that I made the wrong choices in men because of that. Yeah. So that was all I knew. <clears throat> so my relationships um, from then were kind of the same. So I suffered domestic abuse for 12 years as well. And it was quite horrific um, violence. So I think that's kind of where I think if I had a, a dad who's a good supportive father, maybe I wouldn't have made those choices. And um, has he never tried to reach out? <laughs> I tried to reach out to him. I was 14 and I went to the Elephant Castle <clears throat> to the Salvation Army. Yeah. And I said, I really wanted to know who, who he was. My dad's Jamaican and Indian. Yeah. And I've grown up around my English family mostly. I do see my Jamaican family, but they're kind of South London, Wembley, all over the place, yeah. Wimbledon, all over. And we kind of only see them like at like funerals or like weddings, which just wasn't very often. Um, and I just wanted to get to know my dad and my culture a bit more yeah. and stuff. Um, 
So I tried to reach out to him, but he sent a letter back, and I've still got the letter to this day, actually. And it yeah. was just kind of like, nothing's going to be, nothing good can come out of us uh, meeting up. You, we've got our own lives. Like, wow. go live yours, I'll live mine. And, and at the end, it said Lloyd, not even Dad. So that was kind of hard. How old was you at that point? Yeah, I was about 14. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So then I just, I just realised obviously he doesn't want any contact, and then I had to understand it's not because of me. It's nothing to do with me. It's him as a person, mm. and my nan, like his mum, would say to me like, "Don't bother contacting him. He's just not a good person. He's a very bad guy." Yeah. So, you know, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. That's okay. How was you sort of schoolways? How did you do? Um, struggled to really uh, fit in. Couldn't build. Uh, positive relationships, probably because of the lot of the violence that I witnessed growing up. Um, used to bunk school all the time, had loads of fights, got kicked out in year eight, didn't even do my GCSEs. Wow. Yeah, so, and then my mum had different partners, um, again, who were quite abusive, so sexually, physically, mentally, all of that. Um, so I just kept running away from home. Towards yourself too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then I kept running away from home. Um, and then I was, when I was 15, I went into a hostel in Barking. It was on top of a burger shop, <laughs> Hunger Burger, it was called. And, um, and I was around crack addicts, heroin addicts, all different types of people. I just feel like it built character for me. Like I was on my own, I was 15, I was living in this place, but I got my own flat when I was 16 in Barking. And I learnt life skills, I learnt how to cook. I learned how to pay bills, pay my council tax, pay my rent, do everything. You know, I decorated my place myself. I used to get like um, flooring from the pan shop, little stickers and put them down and cut them all around like my toilet and things, you know, like I, was, I learned how to be creative and just, I didn't have much, but I made something out of what I had. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I went into beauty therapy after that, actually. So I went to college when I was, I think I was 16, 17. Um, obviously I didn't do my GCSEs, I had to redo my English and maths and stuff. Um, and uh, and I, I think I missed out on so much of school that I was obviously quite behind, but I managed to, I'm quite a quick learner, yeah. so I managed just to, to do it and pass. And then um, I bought my first car when I was 17, a little Clio. Passed my tests, yeah. And um, my nan was a big supporter of me. I lived in my nan quite on and off throughout my life anyway. Um, rest in peace, my nan, I loved her, she was amazing. Um, but yeah, I think like she was a really good support and she would encourage me and motivate me to go out there and see the world and learn new things and, and yeah, then I set up a little, a little beauty business and started doing that private and then, and then yeah, until I had my son, until I fell pregnant with my son, then everything changed. How old was you when you had your son? I was 22. 22. Yeah, yeah. Same time you had your first holiday as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I was quite young. Looking back, I always felt like I was a big woman because I had to grow up fast. Yeah. Now I'm 35, looking back, mm. actually I was a baby, yeah. having a baby at 22. Mm. I still feel like that now. <clears throat> However, I would never change it for the world because I grew up with him yeah. and we've got such a special bond, but I think because of that. Mm. So, um, I know you said before, in terms of yourself, your um, father didn't play a part. Mm -hmm. Your son's father didn't play a part, is he still involved? Yeah, he's a good dad. He's had times where um, he's put himself first and other relationships and he's not seen him for a long period of time. Mm. Um, but when we was in our relationship, he was there. He used to leave me quite a lot on my own with him, but that's a different story. Mm. But um, I think he's been probably the best he's ever been in the last year. Yeah. And he will have him every other weekend, 
in the holidays for a week. He's very hands-on, yeah. you know, and um, he's good to him. He loves him, but he uh, just wasn't a very good boyfriend to me. Yeah. But he's, my son's safe with him, and that's all I care about. Yeah. So, I mean, you were just living your life, mm -hmm. you had your son, mm. and then, I mean, before we get into the incident, <clears throat> you managed to get yourself a Range Rover. So, that, that would show a sign of, I guess, a bit of success. What were you yeah. doing? Yeah, so, so when I fell pregnant with my son, I was like, you know what, I want to get out of, like, a council flat. I want to go get a, my own place, a brand new estate, you know, just ra live, on a, live on a place where I could raise my son in a really nice area. Mm -hmm. Um, so I moved to like into Essex, into the country bit. Got a brand new building, you know, it was lovely. And um, I just felt like I wanted to change in career. I wanted to have my own businesses and stuff like that. That was like my long term goal. But I didn't know, really know how to how to get onto that ladder to start. So it's funny because I had my son and I took him to my local church uh, to a play group, yeah. and there was a lady there called Tracy, and she's been a big influence in my life actually. Um, and she said, would you like to start volunteering here at my playgroup? And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Kind of started doing it, but then I, I, I really liked it. And I started working with the families and I become a support worker, okay. family support worker. And we were dealing with issues like parents with like drug and alcohol issues and, um, you know, parents who were just needed like as parents, parenting support. Um, so I started learning from, from Tracy and she just, she taught me so much. Um, and I did, um, I studied a degree in psychology, so I did that from the open uni, so I've got my little baby in my arms yeah. and I'm studying a degree, and then I went back to uh, adult college and done my English and maths again, <clears throat> and I just started again, I just started from scratch, and, um, and then I studied to be a youth worker, and then it was like, okay, let's set up a youth club. So it's called Perfectly Youth Club. So yeah. we set that up all them years ago. It's so it's running so successful. Running yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and we got funding from Children in Need and the lottery, quarter of a million. And um, and yeah, I, I managed a team there. And uh, it took me a couple of years. I volunteered for two years, yeah. so it was a long, it was quite a long journey. But I got all my qualifications, and then I became a mentor, got a level three diploma in mentoring as well. Yeah. So then I started to do one to ones, and I found that was my strength. Yeah. <clears throat> Group work I loved, activities I loved doing, but I felt like I was really good in a more counselling, mentoring kind of kind of thing. And a lot of the young people would come to me yeah. if they had problems at home. And then I would start working with social services. So that's how I got to know a lot of people in the area and working with the local council and stuff like that, local schools and colleges. So because I had all that experience of working work on the ground and working directly with young people, I found it easy going on my own and setting up my own business mm. called Investing Yourself. Yeah. And um, I set it up in April 2018. And I, went, I worked for free. Again, I went to the council to social services and said look, look this is my project i'll work for free if you like it commission me and they did and yeah. i won business of the uh, of the year award oh, as well and i mean yeah. just not to stop you there but it's like, oh. that's just testing because i always tell people all the time right volunteering is so important it is people don't absolutely realize, don't go and do things just for money yeah the network you make yeah. from volunteering and meeting people i mean there comes a certain point in your life where you just can't volunteer mm. by volunteering doing things for free you don't know who you're going to meet that might change your life absolutely so that's very important as i told our young people that we work with all the time like yeah i think it's so important volunteering you learn so many skills um and it's been invaluable for me. I've learned so much. And it's given me the confidence to also go out there on my own and, and work for myself. 
and I think every mum should work from the, for themselves. <clears throat> and I think it's so good having your own business as a mum because you can make your business, build it around your children. So when I set up my company, I knew I only wanted to work from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day. I was able to do that. I was lucky enough to do that. So I know I can be there for the school runs. I know I can be there when it's time to cook dinner, you know, and, and all the important stuff that you need to do, especially as a single parent. There isn't anyone else there in the week, is there, do you know what I mean, to help with that. Um, so, yeah, so I set up my own business. I went to the council, they commissioned me, and I went to schools and colleges across Farrakh. They also contracted me. I did the same there. I worked there for free for 12 weeks as well. Amazing. There was times I couldn't even afford petrol. <laughs> That's the truth. No, but, but I, I mean, got through it. But you've done it, you got through it, and then yeah. you managed to get yourself a lovely car. So, yeah. it's a sunny day. In, what, was it, what month was it? Was it, was it? It was in the summer, wasn't it? No, September. Kids were back at school. When the incident yeah. happened, it was in October. Yeah. October. Yeah, yeah. yeah so schools, schools come back. You've got your kids' school, new school <coughs> uniform. He's back in school. And mm -hmm. Mark is October now. Yeah. Maybe preparing for Halloween. You're driving. Do you all drive to school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I actually that week I just moved into my new home. Okay. So I was travelling from Basildon down to Essex. His school's in Essex, okay. in Farrock, and I was travelling from Basildon. So that's why I was actually driving him anyway at that okay. time, because it's such it's so far. And I hadn't moved into my new home yet. I was yeah. just in the process of moving. Yeah. yeah, so I don't mind. I think it's important for him to be independent. Yeah. He, he rides a bike to school sometimes, gets on a bus. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but at that time, we, we lived so far, so we needed, I needed to take him anyway in the yeah. car. So you're driving him, you're on your way, you're probably talking about, how you doing, son? He said, how you doing, mum? Yeah. What, what, what music was playing in the background? What station? Yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you remember? Do you, do you know what? I don't actually remember. Probably the radio. We usually have like, the radio FM. And then you come yeah. to a standstill. Yeah. When you're seeing this, what do you think is going on? I didn't know mm. at first. I pulled up and I just see loads of people in the road and everyone's screaming and that. And obviously I took it upon myself to pull up, pull up right next to where they were, yeah. um, which obviously I, obviously I shouldn't have done. I probably should have just waited there patiently, yeah. but obviously wanted to get him to school and get to work. Yeah. Um, and I said, I got out of the car and I walked up to the, to the women that were there and the men and I said, excuse me, can you let me through please? Because I really need to do what I need to do. Yeah. And at this time I had a lot of, um, young people that I was working with with severe mental health issues yeah. and I knew my day what my day was going to be like and, and I, I felt like I didn't want to let them down I needed to be there as well yeah. um, so pulled up asked them politely quite a lot of times I don't think anyone can, I don't think that clip's ever been shown but I did ask them politely a lot of times and they just laughed at me and was just like we're not moving yeah. and I just thought you middle class mm. yeah because I could tell yeah. I could tell and um, I just thought you don't understand my life you can't relate to me you doesn't you don't even seem like you're on that I mean, kind did, of did you not care about the climate what's going on with global warming <laughs> yeah well they want to insulate homes yeah. i understand that mm. i do i'm not even against their cause but i don't think you should disrupt normal people's lives yeah. in the process mm -hmm. i don't I think that's wrong. And children deserve a right to go to school. Parents have to go to work. It's a part of life. You might be middle class, you might be older, and you might be rich, and you might be part of the government and all, all the other stuff, and you've got money, you're secure. Your children are older now, so you haven't got to worry about these things. But us normal people, we, we <laughs> they're not normal, but us working class people, if we, don't, if we have time off, it's detrimental for us. Yeah. We have to be working. Mm. We've got to keep going. Mm. We just had a pandemic, 
And we lost that already on an, in enough time of school and work yeah. and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah, I was angry. And, then, and I got emotional. <laughs> you got emotional, I mean. Yeah. Has your son ever seen you that emotional no. before? I mean, how did he take it when he saw that? He's like, yes, mum. Yes, mum. You make a stand. You know, like, he was very much like, thanks for sticking up for me. I, I want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, he, I mean, he's like the, that's happened. The day is gone. You're probably going to... Did, did you manage to get through at all or you have to turn back around? No. So, what they do is they block you in at every junction. Yeah. So, you can't go take another route. Yeah. So, what happened was is, I don't know if anyone see, but there was loads of men that were grabbing them and they were dragging them out of the yeah. road. And that's how we all got through in the okay. end. So, because obviously I wasn't going to push my brake and I wasn't going to hit them, yeah. run over them. I was never going to do that. Yeah. So, when I realised that scare tactic wasn't working yeah. and they wasn't moving, I just got back in the car because I thought... You actually got in the car and did you nudge them? Yeah, yeah, because I just thought that they would move. I just thought... Move. Yes, Wait, do, you do you know what? I, I respect it though. They do stand for what they believe and they really do, you Wait, know. Were you not a little bit scared? You might rev a little bit too hard and accelerate. I kept my foot on the brake. I knew I wasn't going to hurt them. Yeah. I would never hurt anyone. I wouldn't. I mean, but so I just what, thought it did, was scared them did, to move. Did he go on milk it then? What, what did he say? Like he had a back pain, broken Oh, it was a woman. Was so a woman she yeah. was about, she's 39, 39. this woman. And, um, her name's Beth, and she said, ow, 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 ow. Obviously, I, I know, obviously everything I said went in the paper. Yeah. I said, ow, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Like, that was fake. I knew it was fake. Yeah. But to, to give her, like, in all due respect to her, when I went to court, she wrote a statement supporting me, mm -hmm. saying she wasn't hurt, yeah. and that she um, didn't receive any medical attention, and she didn't want the CPS to charge me at all. She was quite on my side. She said she'll come so and call for me. Because the police... I want to see me win. <laughs> they, they just, I don't, all they kept talking about so is... you say you're from Peckham, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the police, Um, I don't know what it was with them, but they were very much, maybe because I said they didn't come. Yeah. Because they, we called them, they didn't come. Yeah. So maybe because I've, I've said that and it was, it went high profile and they felt like they had to teach me a lesson. I mean, before you um, it's gone high profile, so you've managed to get through, you got your son to school, mm -hmm. you're going on your merry day, you're probably back at work now, chilling. Mm. When has news hit you of, damn, you've gone viral? Um, I had loads of people start calling me, um, saying that the, the, the paps are at my old house. Wow. So they'd found out where I used to live. And they was all out there. Apparently they was so quick. So right? quick. Yeah. I don't know how. Lucky I just moved. Yeah. So no one knew where I lived. Yeah. Uh, thank God. But the, all of the pats were outside and it was going, they were going crazy and I was knocking on my neighbours' doors and I was, someone must have a number caller and was messaging me on Instagram. They was just emailing me, LinkedIn, like, <laughs> you name it. They were contacting me, like my work phone, my personal. I don't know how they just got in touch with me. And then, um, and then it was the son who said, like, this lady called Jenny, really nice lady, she was like, do you know what, like, we're all behind you, the country's behind you. And that, and I'll come and meet and have a chat with you. So we did. Did 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 did, you, did they pay you at all for your for your exclusive? <laughs> of course they did. I'm a businesswoman. Come, come on, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> I don't miss out on opportunities. I hear, I hear you. So <laughs> that's happened now. You're thinking, okay, I've gone viral. Yeah. Nothing's come of it. How soon did you hear news of uh, arrest? Was you arrested first? Did they come and arrest Not you? Not at all. And this is what I found really strange because obviously I went viral. I'd done a few. I went on GB News. Um, done a few interviews and stuff like that. Just took the opportunity, and that. And then I think I don't know what happened. Like maybe a few months later, I got a call from a police officer, and he just said, "You're not in any trouble. 
we're not arresting you, but can you come to the police station to have an involuntary talk? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I've just gone down there. You didn't call solicitor, I'm saying. They, they had a solicitor, like legal, okay. I don't know what yeah. it's called, like a duty solicitor. And then um, they didn't put me in handcuffs. They didn't put me in a cell. It was nothing like that. It was in like a little room. We were just talking and he was just like, oh, you know, um, what, what they're doing is disruptive, you know, but how did you feel on that day? And why did you do that? And I just explained it to him. And I just said, obviously, I'm sorry for what I did, but I didn't hurt anyone. I wasn't going at excessive speed. Yeah. And I've been driving since I was 17 yeah. and I've never had even points. Yeah. I'm a good driver yeah. on, on a normal day to day. Um, it, it just took over me. I just got emotional on that day yeah. and it happens. No one's perfect, yeah. like, <laughs> you know? It's said charged. And then they just said, oh, okay, well, we're probably going to um, go for careless driving. You're probably going to get points and a fan. Mm. I was like, okay, I accept that. You know, I did wrong. I accept it. And then the next thing I heard, it was dangerous driving and assault by beating. Assault by beating? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, you must have really pissed someone off for them to go from that extreme, for something so minor, to make it assault by beating. Mm, and, mm. And, and the same instant... The lady said she didn't want to press charges. Yeah, they were trying to get her. They were trying to get her to go against me, but she was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to go against her. So what do you think is that really pushed <clears> them? Because that's wasting public money, I guess. What, for them to do the Apparently, it was in the public interest. Well, okay. But the, there was, I had so much support and so yeah. much love from people, yeah. so I couldn't understand. But then, obviously, the, I'm not on Twitter, and apparently there's a lot of people on Twitter that, yeah. that perhaps don't like what I did. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing a lot of, a lot of the public wasn't happy and 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 you know it's up to them it's up to them i mean after this i said you're you had to go to court you had to be summoned but before that something that made me chuckle and laugh i think it's christmas period i'm seeing you're doing club appearances <laughs> i mean talk about making the most of the moment how did that come about right first of all i just want to get something straight the range rover merch thing mm. yeah let's start there that wasn't my idea. I yeah. idea. Oh. <laughs> but it wasn't, you know, and look, like the public, uh, the public become really inspired by, by me. A lot of women message me all the time. I'm so inspired by you. I love the work that you do. And people just become invested in me. Yeah. And they ask me to set up this clothing line. I'm not really interested in fashion, I'll be yeah. honest. I've never really been into that. And um, they wanted they wanted me to make these things and I, and I did. And I you know, put it out there. But the, a member of the public, again, tried to get me done for infringement. Was there another Range Rover already? <laughs> no, but there's a Range Rover. It's like a, you can't take that name, isn't it? Or whatever, but. Yeah. So anyway, so that stopped. So I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't really care about it anyway. I'm not be that bothered about it. So that stopped. And then I was asked to host someone else's event yeah. for charity. Mm -hmm. So it had nothing to do with like, it wasn't like I was doing a meet and greet. Yeah. It was actually just hosting someone else's event. <laughs> someone thought it was a meet and greet, and then it just went viral again. And then everyone was like, oh my God, like, who do you think you are, Beyonce? <laughs> I was like, well, no. <laughs> no, but then uh, it was just for charity, yeah. for Black Minds Matter, because yeah. I work with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, do you quite enjoy this newfound fame? A little bit? <laughs> um, Look, it's nice when people come over to me in the street and say hello and like say, oh, well done, girl, and things like that. You know, like it's nice when people are nice and stuff. But obviously with this, you get a lot of hate as well. Yeah. I was going to say, how, are you getting a lot of trolls and how do you deal with that? Um, I get more support than I do negative like comments, but I've been fat shamed. Like I'm a curvy girl in it. Like yeah. I, I eat soul food. I cook my, I've got my own Caribbean business. I eat what I eat. You know, I'm not really bothered. Um, but yeah, fat shamed. Um, 
a lot a lot of people actually went in about my race yeah. that's something i found really disgusting mm. especially coming from my own people from mm. black people yeah. from uh, mainly black men yeah. and i was really surprised by that what were they saying you know just like um yeah a bit of sounds called Jaden. obviously mm. my son's mixed race his dad's Ghanaian, half yeah. Ghanaian, and my dad's jamaican and indian and we're, we're all mixed in it yeah. Um, so I bet her son's called this and that. She's lying about where she comes from. Yeah. She's white. She's got white privilege, and you know all things like that. And yeah. I thought, you don't know my background or where I've come from, what I've had to deal with. My mum is white English, but my dad's Jamaican, and yeah. I've seen my mum get beaten up being with my dad yeah. when living in Peckham years yeah. ago. You know, because she's with a black man. Back then, it was bad. Yeah. You know, for, for people hated that <laughs> people mixing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my sister's quite dark skinned, so with my sister you can instantly look at her and tell, whereas with me I get it, like, I could be all different mixes. Ambiguous, yeah. yeah. and I understand that, but a lot of people were, were saying to me that I was lying. And they're trying to say you're doing a Jesse Nelson. Yeah, basically, yeah. And I'm like, hey, like, I've done my ancestry.com, do you want to yeah. see it? Yeah. <laughs> I know my DNA, yeah. I'm good, and I know my family. I mean, so. how do you, you, you kind of even kind of um, cope with it? So do you identify yourself as a mixed race woman? How, how, yeah. And if so as well, do you sort of make that known or do you rather people you don't people shouldn't care about what race i am kind of thing do you let people know i am i am a, a black woman i am uh do you identify as black or do you identify, or identify as mixed i identify race? As, as what i am i'm light-skinned i'm mixed race yeah. you know i've got green eyes yeah i get it i'm like mariah carey's the same as me yeah <laughs> she's like yeah. you get like mixed race women yeah. it happens yeah. you know and do you feel you have to justify that or you just think, oh, whatever, think what you like? I can't really be bothered, to be honest, to keep having to justify. But one thing that did get on my nerves on there, I can't remember who posted it, but someone said, because uh, um, I've got my Caribbean business, someone said she shouldn't be cooking and selling Caribbean food wow. because she's white. That, that really got on my nerves because I felt like, hold on a minute, I've grown up eating this food. Mm. I've learned how to cook this from my nan, who's yeah. Indian and Jamaican, and my mum. That's my culture. I've grown up eating that so why can i not yeah. sell food where i'm from like who are you to say that i can't do that because i'm lighter than your usual average mixed race person yeah. but if you look at mixed race people you 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 can get all different shades yeah. you can come from a different from them from the one parent to the other yeah. with blue eyes with green eyes with brown eyes all different you know and i think people have a stereotype a fixed image of how a mixed race person should be but i'm half english i'm quarter jamaican and i'm quarter indian yeah. Yeah, so my dad is mixed, yeah. so th I, I, this is how I am, and I've got to be proud of who I am, you know, yeah. as well. And can't let anyone else get me down, you know, about who put me down for how I look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, moving <coughs> on from that then, so time has passed, you've gone from 3,000 um, followers <laughs> to now 20,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm going crazy, people message you, and so yeah. and so. And, did, did you enjoy it or was it like too much invasion of privacy? Um, I found it quite, like it was overwhelming at first because it was like millions. I felt like it was so many people messaging when I first went viral. That's calmed down a bit now. Yeah. Um, but in a way I took it as a positive because out of that I was able to set up another little project and I'm, I've set up a domestic abuse support group, yeah. a WhatsApp group. And it's full of real, real amazing, strong, inspiring women who have shared similar experiences to me. And 
we're all on a journey and it's really good to have other women like that. And I wouldn't have found them if it wasn't for this because I come out of my story and I don't know if you ever see that, but I come out of my story um, when the Greenwood case come out and I felt like it was the right time to do that. And so I, I did and I had so many people message me. So through this fan fame, whatever you want to call it, I've been able to set up something so positive from it. Yeah. And I've got a men's mental health WhatsApp group as well. Yeah. And that's really good. That's going really well. Because men don't get as much support yeah. because they don't know how to ask a lot of the time or they don't feel like anyone's interested. And most of the time, most people are not interested in yeah. men's mental health. They're not. And they don't, I feel like they don't give them the time to yeah. actually speak. So this group's great because I've got people in there who are also mental health professionals. So we're all kind of working together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So time has gone, and then it comes to judgment day. You've gone to court. <laughs> yeah. You've had to plead guilty. Why, why, why did you feel you had to plead guilty? I pled not guilty at first. You pled not guilty at first. Yeah, then. yeah. I wanted to go to trial to fight it because I believe that a normal jury, normal people would have understood my frustration that day. Yeah. Um, Marcelizo was not prepared to do that. I sacked my first lot of legal team. Yeah. <laughs> I went with someone else. Um, they said because the, a member of public had the original footage yeah. of the incident, they was then willing to go to court or someone to go to court against me. So it would have been chucked out, it would have been admissible because the footage yeah. they wouldn't have been able to use on the internet because it could have been from anywhere. Yeah. So because the original, the original footage was going to be put forward, yeah. there was no way I could go to trial and fight it. I would have gone to trial. Thank you. So I, I said, I, I was so upset. It's 12 members of the jury who would be like, what the hell is this about? Yeah. Throw, throw it out. You're the fan yeah. jury, to be fair. But you've been found guilty. I mean, when the, yeah. I mean, they dropped I mean, the assault, they, though. They dropped the assault. Okay, then yeah, you, you, you've gone guilty. Are you thinking, okay, a few points? Is that what you're hoping for? Or did you knew you were going to get a ban? <laughs> I researched the guidelines. Yeah. And the guidelines are, it's not even the judge's fault. Like, the guidelines are the guidelines. Like, yeah. if you fall into the dangerous driving category, then you immediately get a 12-month ban. Yeah. That's it. There isn't no, ah, oh, six months and maybe this. Yeah. But what I'm really upset about is that, is that I've got to do a pre-sentencing report next week, which yeah. means that when I do go back to court, they're probably going to give me probation, community service, a curfew. There's going to be so many different things. And I've run two businesses. Yeah. <clears throat> I just don't feel like, I'm look after my son. Where am I going to find the time to go do all this other stuff, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. What, what, I don't feel like it? I deserve all this. Yeah, I don't, I, if you speak just listen and they speak right, I don't think they'll do all those things. I mean, you've been punished already by yeah. being banned, so now yeah. you have to find ways to get your son to school and get to work, and so yeah. that's really punishing it. So I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I'm, mm. I'm hoping they're not going to try to punish you further by saying, okay, you're now going to have mm. to go and do community service. Mm. Apparently, yeah. that's what they're going to do. That's yeah, what my sister told me. Said. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you're here now. You've been all over the news. I know. I see you're going to be on a few more um, um, podcasts coming up over the next. Um, few yeah. Weeks. I know you're my uh, people's major things coming. You got um, Pound Sterling coming up as well. I have. Yeah. So I mean, this is all amazing. So what? Is, you use the best of this moment. What mm. else have you got planned? Because you're you're known person now. Yeah. Monetize. What have you got planned? Um, there won't be no more merch. Yeah. <laughs> I say don't, 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 don't throw that away yet. Don't throw that away yet. Um, no, joking. But um, I'd really like to keep doing what I do because I love my job and yeah. I love supporting people. That's my purpose in life. My purpose is empowering other people and helping people. I want to keep doing, doing that. 
Um, in terms of like TV work, I've been offered to do a Channel 4 show. Amazing. Won't Amazing. be saying any more about that yet, but yeah, that's, that's something to learn. A lot more um, podcasts and stuff coming up, and I really want to build on my domestic abuse support group as well with the women that I'm working with. I'll also stuff. say, adding a bit of a, a day in the life of the Ranger of a Mum, where every day is talking yeah. about you and your son's journey, your day, what you're getting up to, and so on. That would that, yeah. that, that do for um, good television as well. To be yeah, yeah, so maybe. Picture, picture. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say thank you for coming down. It's thank you for having absolute me. Absolute pleasure. Like I said, we always want to get to know people for who they are. We see things on TV, see things on the news. Everything gone viral, but who is this person? What yeah. is their story? Yeah, and a lot of people had a perception of me because yeah. I had because I drove a Range Rover. Yeah. That was a big thing. She must come from a rich family. Her dad bought her that. It must be her man. Yeah. It must be something. No, I've just worked my way up from the bottom to the top, yeah. and it took me a long time to get there. Just because I drive a Range doesn't mean that I look down at people. Like I'm yeah. still very much Shelley from the block. <laughs> yeah. Back in the block. Come on. Thank you for coming, yeah. Dan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah.